0: It's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines. The chief executive says the test of the revamped electoral system will be whether it delivers for Hong Kong people. The head of the indebted property developer Evergrande sends a defiant message to staff and investors and Justin Trudeau's Liberals are on course for an underwhelming victory in the Canadian general election. Chief Executive Carrie Lam says people with different opinions can still run for election under Beijing's revamped electoral system for Hong Kong. She says the new system, which started with Sunday's election committee poll, will suit Hong Kong better. Mrs Lam said the tests of whether the system is good and meets the spirit of democracy will be whether it improves governance, solves people's problems, helps the SAR integrate into the nation's development and bolsters the economy. A democratic system depends on local circumstances, the constitutional arrangement and the development process. But we must not forget what we want to bring ultimately with democracy. We want it to benefit the people. I believe no one would promote a democratic system that works against the people's interests. Elect me and I'll make life difficult for you. It doesn't work that way. Meanwhile, Mrs. Lam has acknowledged there were serious problems in the counting of Sunday's election committee poll, for which results were announced 14 hours after voting ended. Mrs. Lam said she was sorry for the delay, and she will urge the Electoral Affairs Commission and the Constitutional Affairs Minister, Eric Tsang, to find out what went wrong. The chief executive said this would help avoid a repeat of the problems in December's Legco election. This We have to find out what the problems were and resolve them. Whether it was a technical problem, manpower issues or a lack of training that caused officials to be unfamiliar with the procedures, we must find out. For the past two days, I have been very concerned as to why the problems arose and how we can avoid them coming up again. In financial news, the chairman of the mainland property developer China Evergrande has attempted to ease investor concern about its massive debts by insisting it will walk out of its darkest moment. Tom McElindon has more. In a letter to Evergrande staff marking the mid-autumn festival, Chairman Hui Ka Yuan said he was confident that the company would deliver property projects as pledged. Mr. Hui also said Evergrande will fulfill responsibilities to property buyers, investors, partners, and financial institutions. The company's seen its share fall dramatically in recent days. Evergrande faces another major test this week. It's due to pay 83.5 million US dollars in bond interest on Thursday. Analysts have played down the threat of Evergrande's troubles becoming China's version of the collapse of Lehman Brothers in 2008. But there are concerns that it could spill over to the rest of the property industry and banks. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,028. That's 70 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $66 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.56 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. And the pound will get you ten Hong Kong dollars and sixty three cents. The doctor in charge of a vaccination centre in Jordan says he expects vaccination rates to pick up when everyone aged twelve and above is able to get a jab without a booking from tomorrow, people can walk in into twenty one community vaccination centers to get a jab. Dr. Samuel Kwok said the capacity of his Kun Chung Centre was 2,000 a day, but fewer than 1,000 people were turning up for inoculation. He also said the government had approached him about the possibility of forming mobile vaccination outreach teams.
1: The government is thinking of outreach programmes and our vaccination centre has been invited to think about forming teams Mobile vaccination units to do outreach in estates, in places, uh, in shopping malls, things like that. So we're thinking about uh, in that direction. Trying to help people who don't don't really have to leave where they live to go to centres and just have their jabs very, very nearby and convenient.
0: The police have arrested a 64-year-old man for allegedly using social media to incite others to wound government officials and judicial officers. Officers say the man told a person who had said they were considering suicide to kill officials as well. The suspect, who works as a hawker, was arrested in Fanling yesterday. Chief Inspector Cheng-Chak Yan said it was selfish to make such a comment at a crucial time. Though he did not specifically mention any government officials or judicial officers, we are not simply focusing on a particular post, but we will view the whole context of the Facebook account or Facebook page to collect evidence, to establish the requisite intention to constitute the incitement defense. Turning overseas, the Canadian Liberal Party, led by the Prime Minister Justin Trudeau, is projected to have won Monday's snap general election. Votes are being counted now, but the projections suggest Mr Trudeau will fall short of gaining a parliamentary majority. The BBC's Peter Goffin is in Toronto.
1: Justin Trudeau called this early election, hoping the Canadians would reward him with a majority in Parliament, based largely on the way he's handled the pandemic. Canada has fared certainly better than the U.S. has in in terms of things like overall vaccine rollout and the effects both health and economic of the pandemic. But uh, on the other side, you have his main opponents in the Conservative Party, their leader, Aaron O'Toole, saying this was not the right time to call the election during a pandemic, saying it's putting people at risk, it's a waste of
0: resources. In the past few minutes, Mr O'Toole said he'd called Mr Trudeau to concede defeat. The United States has announced plans to ease tough air travel restrictions imposed 18 months ago to try to control the pandemic. Fully vaccinated travellers from Brazil, China, India and many European nations will be able to board flights from early November. Covid testing and contact tracing will be needed, but not quarantining. The European Union's ambassador to the US, Stavros Lambrinidis, welcomed the move. I think uh, it became increasingly untenable uh, in the U.S. uh, context to be able to justify banning hundreds of millions of Europeans, business people, families from coming to this country. And certainly from uh, Brussels, the uh, constant contacts on this issue at all different levels played a difference as well. So I think that the heat started going up in the travel ban kitchen. President Biden has said a strong American bond with the United Nations is more important than ever. Speaking on the eve of the UN General Assembly in New York, Mr Biden said his administration believed in the United Nations and its values. He said the climate crisis and the pandemic could only be met with global solutions. The Costa Rican President, Carlos Alvarado Casada also said countries needed to collaborate to tackle climate change. Everybody knows that we need the China and U.S. to be part of this, as well as Russia. And one thing I was emphatic is that it's absurd to have a competition of geopolitical terms when we are competing for a planet that is struggling for its own existence. We need to be collaborating in order to fix the situation. Leading human rights groups have accused the Taliban of carrying out a litany of abuses since they took control of Afghanistan last month. Amnesty International and two other groups say the Taliban have wasted no time in stamping out human rights. The BBC's Steve Jackson reports. Some of the abuses listed in this briefing have already been documented, but the human rights groups say they're probably just the tip of the iceberg. Amnesty accuses the Taliban of steadily dismantling all the gains of the last 20 years. It accuses Taliban forces of killing civilians and surrendering soldiers, blocking aid and restricting freedoms, especially of women. The Taliban have tried to suggest they're now different from when they held power in Kabul in the years up to 2001, a time of notorious human rights abuse abuses, but this report suggests the opposite is true. The European Union's Foreign Affairs Chief Joseph Borrell has said the bloc's foreign ministers have expressed solidarity with France over the cancellation of its contract to build new submarines for Australia. Speaking in New York ahead of the UN General Assembly, Mr Borrell said he met Australian Foreign Minister Maurice Payne yesterday and stressed the need for cooperation in the Indo-Pacific region. France recalled its ambassadors from Washington and Canberra after last week's announcement of the AUKUS pact between the US, Britain and Australia. Mr Borrell said the developments were very disappointing. During the discussion, the ministers expressed a clear solidarity toward France And this announcement run counter to call for greater cooperation with the European Union in the Indo-Pacific. Meanwhile, the British Prime Minister Boris Johnson has made a fresh attempt to placate France in the row over nuclear submarines. Speaking at the United Nations in New York, Mr Johnson said a new agreement between Australia, Britain and the US to share nuclear submarine technology was not intended to shut anyone else out. The UK and France uh, have, uh, I believe, a a very, very important and indestructible relationship. And, uh, of course, we'll be talking to all our friends about how to to make the AUKUS pact work so that it's not exclusionary, it's not uh, divisive, and it really doesn't have to be that way. The U.S. Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas says his department will investigate reports that Haitian migrants have been abused by border guards on horseback. Images and videos posted online appear to show U.S. guards using horse reins to intimidate people attempting to cross from Mexico into the U.S. The incident happened near the city of Del Rio in Texas, where hundreds of migrants, mostly from Haiti, had set up camp. A White House spokeswoman, Jen Psaki, said the footage was horrible to watch. I have seen some of the footage. I don't have the full context. I can't imagine what context would make that appropriate, but I don't have additional details. Uh, and certainly, I don't think anyone seeing that footage uh, would think it was acceptable or appropriate. A new earthquake has struck the Spanish island of La Palma shortly after a second fissure opened in a volcano that erupted on Sunday. Spain's National Geographical Institute said the earthquake measured 3.8 and could be felt at various locations on the Atlantic island. The new fissure has prompted the authorities to speed up the evacuation of thousands of residents close to the Cumbre Vieja volcano. Earlier, the Spanish Prime Minister, Pedro Sanchez, urged people to avoid going to the area. Right now, the most important thing is to guarantee security. We are still in the eruption phase of the volcano's activity. Please, let's be extremely careful. Marine experts say a walrus, which was previously spotted in Ireland, France, Spain and the UK, has now turned up in Iceland. The animal, who's become known as Wally, hadn't been seen for more than three weeks and has been identified by scars on his front flippers. The first sighting of Wally came in Ireland in March and since then he's developed a reputation for climbing on boats and causing damage. To sport and in Shanxi, Hong Kong's top female fencer Vivian Kong makes her national games debut today when she competes in the individual Epe. Hong Kong missed the previous edition because of injury. She's one of six Hong Kong fencers in action today. Hong Kong entered the day with one gold and four bronzes at the game so far. England's cricket board has withdrawn its men's and women's teams from the series in Pakistan that were due to take place in October. The men were set to make their first trip to Pakistan since 2005, while the women had never played there before. On Friday, New Zealand's men abandoned their tour of Pakistan because of a specific and credible threat. The BBC's Jonathan Agnew says the wording of England's statement is notable. A clear and interesting difference in England's stance is that while New Zealand withdrew from Pakistan last week because of a specific security threat, the word security doesn't feature in this statement at all. Rather, England are withdrawing both the men's and women's teams on grounds of players' mental and physical well-being, and argue that in the men's case at least, the two T20 matches were additional games to those already agreed that will take place in 2022, a tour the ECB says England are still committed to. Pakistan cricket will be devastated by this second withdrawal within only a few days of each other as they try to restore some normality to the game there. But with suffocating security in Islamabad, with bio-bubbles there, at the T20 World Cup in the UAE, and then at the Ashes, the ECB has put the welfare of its players first. In football news, pressure is mounting on manager Ronald Kerman as Barcelona drop points again in Spain's La Liga. Details from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Boss Ronald Koeman was under pressure going into Barcelona's latest game in La Liga in Spain and they limped to a 1-1 draw. As home to lowly Granada, defender Ronald Araju's last-minute header rescued a point. A limit of 40,000 fans have been set at Cap Nou, but only 27,000 were there to see Domingos Duarte give the visitors the lead on 85 seconds. While well, the result means that Barcelona are seventh in the table, eight points from four matches, five points behind the leaders Real Madrid, who have played one game more. Granada are still looking for a first-league victory this season. Napoli are back on top in the Italian Serie A. They maintained their perfect start by making it four wins out of four with a 4-0 success over Udinese. Salvador Perez has set a new Major League Baseball record for most home runs in a season by a catcher. The Kansas City Royals slugger cracked his 46th homer of the year in a 7-2 win over Cleveland. The Royals also won the second game of their doubleheader, 4-2. In the NFL, meanwhile, the Packers beat the Detroit Lions 35-17 in Green Bay. To the weather forecast, it'll be mainly cloudy with a few showers and thunderstorms. Showers will be heavier in some areas at first. It'll be very hot this afternoon with light to moderate easterly winds. Currently 28 degrees Celsius, humidity at 88%. Please be advised the thunderstorm and very hot weather warnings are both in force. To end the news, the top stories again. The chief executive says the test of the revamped electoral system will be whether it delivers for Hong Kong people. And the head of the indebted property developer Evergrande sends a defiant message to staff and investors. The news from RTHK. Cheers, Todd. And a very good afternoon to you. Uh, this is James Ross in for Noreen on the
1: 123 show. I don't know why you think that you could help me when couldn't get by by yourself. And I don't know who would ever want to tell the scene of someone's dream. Baby, it's fine. You said that we should just be friends while well, I came up with that line. And I'm sure that it's for the best. If you ever change your mind, don't hold your breath. You may not believe But baby Girls get in line, cause I'm easy, no playing this guy like a fool. Cause now I'm alright. You might have had me caged before, but not tonight. And you may not believe Mm -hmm. That baby. Monsieur Boublet, it's a beautiful day uh well it would have been a good record um to play uh, had the sun still been sh- shining look and watch